Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. I'm Duke City. Happy Monday. I hope you made it through the weekend. I had a banger of a weekend. I don't know about you, Robert. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, you had yeah. a banger of a weekend? Oh, yeah, I did. A great one. Did some awesome charity work uh, with our friends Macy's and Locker 505 and went and saw our friend Robbie Rodriguez at the Nutcracker. I uh, cocked and painted floorboards in my home. That's not as exciting, so I'm going to skip over that I part. I was going to say, you should have started with that. <laughs> you should have started with that real quick and just glossed over that. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as the boys are at Howie's for Monday Night Football, as we are every Monday. Come hang out on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. We'll be here throughout the whole game. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. We had a sweet little uh, Teller tasting on Friday. That's oh, yeah. That's, that's a good way to kick off the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. That, who, whoever idea that was, I'm with it. That was yours, wasn't you it? You know it was mine. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> Pat myself on the back <laughs> real quick. But, of course, we end our week with a little bit of hooch. From Teller Vodka. Those canned cocktails are money. Uh, a lot of money being thrown around the MLB today. You see some of these signings? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the one that I really hurt my heart, but I knew it was coming, Trey Turner. Yeah. Trey Turner to the Phillies. Ten years. 11, 11 years. 11 years, $300 million. And the Phillies are just collecting ex-nationals like friggin' Infinity Stones. Yeah, yeah. Two of their best players are ex-nationals, not like former countrymen like the Washington Nationals, <laughs> the baseball team. My boy Justin Verlander, he gone. That, was, that, that signing, I don't know. What do you think? I think if he's good for two years, he's going to be worth every penny. What is he getting, 43, if 44 a year? Ties the record annual contract value with Max Scherzer. Woo. They got the two highest paid pitchers and the only two active three-time Cy Young Award winners on their team. Okay. If he could, like you said, if he could replicate, replicate what he did this year, it, it, the, the, it'll soften the blow of losing DeGrom. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they lose to Grom, and then two days later they sign Justin Verlander to a record record contract. Good problems to have in New York. Right. Oh, my God, we lost our best pitcher. How about we just sign a Cy Young Award winner? Well, see, here's the issue, though. They got two years to win it, I believe. Sure. Yeah. This is what they're doing. They're like, okay, we let the Grom go. That means we have two seasons to win the, to win the big thing. The National League East is an absolute murderer's row. The Phillies – yeah. We're just in the World Series and signed one of the best shortstop in baseball. It doesn't seem like they're going to stop any other time soon. A lot of more signings coming. I know you want us to talk football all day, so guess what? That's what we're going to do. Yep. We're going to talk football all day. 
What was up? What stood out to you from the weekend, Robert? Well, you know what stood out to me. I'm a Chargers fan. <laughs> Coach Staley needs to be unemployed very expeditiously. You thought that would be the last straw, right? Yeah, that should have been it. That should be it. Uh, I don't want to hear about, you know, everyone has injuries. I don't want to hear that. When you're at that level, it's the next man up. It's how you can – that's actually when the coaching kicks in, when you can motivate and, and get these guys who aren't used to playing to play on the highest level. Um, but a uh, shout-out to the Raiders. The Raiders, I looked at their schedule. They, they might can sneak in if things work out just fine. I can see them winning the rest of their – their games actually that's kind of what they did last year too right they right. had all that tragedy and grouped together went on a run now right. they're the bottom of the basement and there's still there's still a chance still a chance it was a it was a good uh sunday for football it was a lot of stories across I, the board i had to go back and do my due diligence and watch highlights because i was booked all sunday with right. the macy's and locker 505 charity event you know shout out to uh mcdonald's for helping out yes. and daniel's plumbing and heating and you know a lot of the friends of the community for helping out and putting on that amazing event ice wolves as well ice wolves as well yeah and uh, just a shade under 120 kids got to go on a shopping spree with the help of mentors from the albuquerque community we had firemen there right. we had police officers there you know myself and you were there yeah uh eddie aragon cha- uh, channel four he was there um, who else was there? Uh, it was a lot. Lala was Lala there. Lala was there. Lala right? was there. Who else am I forgetting? Star-studded lineup of people who care about Locker 5 and care about the Albuquerque community. So big ups to anybody involved in that. Had a blast with that. And uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to gloss over that. That was a, that was a great day, man. That morning just to, when you got the, the, the child that, that you were partnered up with, to see the looks on their faces. And me personally, you know, I got kind of choked up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, had a, I had a kid. His name was Dominic. And, you know, he was, he was real shy. He didn't want to take pictures or anything, so I respected that. Uh, but the one thing that messed me up, Van, Uh-oh. he looked down at my shoes and he says, do they have a pair of those? I want those shoes. And, oh. they, and they did. We went. I said, you know what? Let me go find them. Found them those shoes. And then he goes, how do you keep them so clean? I was Ooh. like, hey, that's easy. Get your old toothbrush. Yep. Anything with soap in it, and you yep. need it every time that you wear it, the day that you want to wear it. And, you know, just to see the look on his face, the way he lit up, and he was happy, and not just him, every child that came through there Sunday morning. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome experience. This is the, the second annual. Last year was the inaugural, and, you know, I had an absolute blast, too. Shout out to little homie Joseph, who I helped. Yeah. Much like you. You know, he said he saw your swag, and he's like, I want a pair of those shoes. Mm-hmm. Joseph looked at me and said, I want the exact opposite of what <laughs> you're doing right now. Whatever is oh. young, whatever's young and cool and looks the opposite of you, that's what I want to wear. Yeah. And I was like, perfect, let's do this, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a bunch of smiling faces. You know, when we started, there were a lot of kids, you know, they were kind of timid, but – when, when you had uh, good people they partnered up with that, you know, brought out their personality, let them know this was a sure. good thing and it was a happy place. It, it just – this place was just buzzing with happiness. You could just see everyone with their child on the bottom and the top floor. Everyone was happy. For sure. The energy was palpable, a lot of smiling faces, and 
you know, for a majority of those kids, that's their first time in a department store. Yeah. Like, they've yeah. never been shopping on that level before. Right. And were completely overwhelmed. And to be honest, a guy who doesn't go to the mall very often, I was kind of overwhelmed myself for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I got done before <laughs> you. I got done way before you. <laughs> yes, you you were like, whoa, what is going on? But I want to shout out to Macy's, man. They had a lot of great sales. So, you know, the, the, the money that each kid was allotted did go a long way. It did go a long way. My, my dude got a full bag of clothes, like – Two, yeah. week, two weeks worth of gear. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite the hookup. So special yeah. shout-out to Macy's and Locker 505 for putting on that event and can't wait for, for next year. Also who can't wait for next year, the San Francisco 49ers. Man. What's in the water in San Francisco besides MDMA? <laughs> you can't keep a quarterback healthy if they're wearing a red jersey. Right, right, right. But to be honest, let's let's be real. They're one of the lucky teams where that position really it's not like the most important part of the team. That was a direct shot at Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and I love every second of it. It's true. It, we saw it yesterday. We saw it they took all they took on the Miami Dolphins. We we won't get into, you know, that until a little later, but they took up a formidable foe and it, look, hey, they they didn't really need them. They did what they had to do. As long as that defense is healthy, they could plug in anybody and still have a chance to win. Is their third stringer going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year, or are they going to do a waiver wire trade, or are they going to do the absolutely dumbest move possible and sign Baker Mayfield? You think that's dumb? I really don't. I really don't think it's dumb. He's been a train wreck everywhere he went except for that one year in Cleveland when he was a top-10 quarterback and won a playoff game. And yeah, Every went, other year was a yeah. dumpster fire. Well, okay, so here's the thing. For at, when he was in, in uh, Cleveland, they were trying to make him QB 11111 where they thought he was the guy, the franchise. Yeah. If he goes to San Francisco, he can just be a regular old quarterback, don't turn the ball over, game manager which I think he's a little step above that. As long as that defense is there, hey, you got a shot to win some games. Baker Mayfield does not have a deep ball. He can't hit the long out routes. All he can do is hit slants and dump off passes. Hey, that sounds like San Jimmy Francisco. Garoppolo. San Francisco's like, that's what we do that's here. That's all we do. <laughs> Minimize on the turnovers from the quarterback position. Give it to Debo 20 times. Give it to Christian McCaffrey 30 times. Couple bombs to Ayuk. Defense plays defense. Bosa give you the ball back. I think that'll be a good move, only because the the playoffs are a different beast, and he has been to the second round. You know, um, I don't like that they're calling. I don't even know his name because they call him Mister Irrelevant all day long. The the quarterback that they have now, I don't even know his name. Sure, exactly. Because he's the very last pick <laughs> of the of the entire draft. But you know, he played great, but. The playoffs, though, oh, that's a different beast. Sure. That's a different beast. So we'll see what they'll do. I think they'll be okay either way, but it'll be great for them to ensure that position up if they win and got Baker. More NFL talk when we get back. Deion Sanders talk when we get back. GM and a guy coming after my job. Luke Markwith will join us from Howie's <laughs> here in a little bit to talk some NFL. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. 
505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline and text line. If you've got a hot take, we'll put you on. And I'm stoked for this one, Robert, because you know how much I love baseball. Right. I love the hot stove. I love possible destinations for where players are going. I right. just I just eat it up. I jokingly on the program say I, I refresh MLB trade rumors no, that's true. once an hour. That's true. It is 100% that's true. true. That's not a joke. I am glued to that app and website. And I'm excited for this. Let me tell you, we got someone on the line who wants to talk Yankees, and his name's Paulie. And I've never been okay. more excited. Paulie, okay. Paulie are you from New York? Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. This, this has been a really rough day for me. I'm a, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. My grandmother's over here calling me from New York, just random raving about mediocrity. And I look at my beloved Yankees, my beloved Raiders, and my beloved Lakers, and I look at these three franchises and these fan bases. I don't know if it's a change of times or what, but everybody's okay with being mediocre, and I'm not okay with it. I, you know, you bring Cashman back, what has he done? We haven't tasted a championship in years, and we're not going to taste one as long as he's there. You know, instead of giving money to Judge, score up that bullpen, bring in some pitching help, and play Yankee baseball, which is work the count, get on base, and score runs, and hit home runs every so often, not swing for the fences and strike out all the time. So let me tell you, that, that right there, that's a whole <laughs> problem in itself. And then I look at the Raider fan base being okay with this mediocrity with Andy Dalton Part 2 over here, Derek Carr. <laughs> I'm tired of him. He needs to go. Th- that, that whole he, I'm tired of him being a leader. No Raider quarterback cries, guys. And I ever since when, when he started crying at that press conference, Kenny Stabler's over there flipping in his grave. I'm telling you right now, that just broke my heart as a diehard Raider fan. And I see what's going on with my Lakers as well. Unacceptable. I'm tired of it. Cup needs to change. But Cashman, hearing that today, I almost wrecked my car driving home today when I heard that because I, I can't use I can't update update on sports because I'm at work earlier in the day. But but I, I heard that I just about almost flipped my lid and my grandma's calling. So it's been a rough day, guys. And I don't know if you can touch on a few of those points, but I don't know if it's today's society that's okay with that or what's going on. But I am not okay with it, guys. Oh. Well, Paulie, let me ask Paulie you. Paulie came in hot. Me, I love it so yes. much. That is fire. That is bringing a, That is a grade A call, yes, Paulie. You bring a heat like that, you call in whenever you want. Let me ask you a question, Paulie. Besides re-signing Judge, what should the Yankees do this offseason? I'm telling you right now, it's starting pitching. You look back at what the Yanks are all about. You know, my, 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 uh, my grandmother, like I said, she's called me, Paulie, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's just a mediocre Yankee pitching. You know, I we always could count on a, a Pettit or a David Cone or a David Wells to pitch those big game sevens for us and get us through the next round. And we don't have that at all. And I'm tired of the, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm tired of the pitching staff in general, from top to bottom. We need to gut that out completely, and we need to get guys that can get on base as well. Enough of the swinging for the fences. Fences. Stanton needs to go back to L.A. Get Judge out of there. Let him go. He's a California boy, too. Let him go, too. And let's get some toughness back in that lineup. Man. Ooh-wee. Man. That is fire. Hey, thanks for the call, Paulie. I really appreciate it. All right. You guys take care, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Paulie. Uh, I want to touch on two other things he spoke about. Let's start with the Lakers. The Lakers are actually looking up. They're 8-2 in their last 10 games. AD has been playing like – a MVP. man possessed. Yeah. He, he looks like the AD that they traded for a couple of years ago. So that's the good thing about the Lakers. Now, 
on so I want to touch on the Raiders. I think he is the only Raiders fan that is not happy with the way that the Raiders have been going just because I think they're on a winning streak. They're 5 and 7. I had to tell a Raiders fan this. Like you know you guys are still 5 and 7, right? You yeah. still, you know, you got to basically win out to get a chance not to get to the playoffs, to, for a chance to get to the playoffs. And it's interesting how he said that about Carr because I had I've had a few Raiders fans tell me that they would keep Carr and instead of like having a Justin Herbert, which didn't okay. make sense to me. I was like, okay. look, there's a difference between being a fan and a fanatic. Yeah, there's for sure. A difference, so. The only people who would take Derek Carr over Justin Herbert are the people at Mary Kay Cosmetics who sell eyeliner. Yeah, like, I was that's the say, only one. I was going to say his brother David <laughs> wouldn't even do that. His brother David wouldn't even do that. They're, they're, they're looking up, you know, the, the good thing with the Raiders, I, like I said earlier, that schedule is – it looks easy. You know, as a, as a person who looks at the schedule, we'll say, oh, that's an easy one, that's an easy one. But you never know. It's the NFL. You never know how people play from week to week. So, Paulie, as a, as a Lakers, Raiders, Yankees fan, do you think he also likes Duke basketball and Notre Dame football? Not Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm going to go Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Word. So, as far as the Yankees go, uh, the 2010s were the only decade that the Yankees did not win a World Series championship in the history of baseball. Okay. They went the whole 2010s without winning a championship for the first time since the friggin' 1870s. Right. I mean, is that, is yeah, that, they, is that when it started? The 1870s? They, they've. They've had their share of happiness, okay? And usually you associate the Yankees with, like, the evil empire, right? Right. Like, they, we're going to go get the, the, the biggest free agent, we're going to stack our team, and then we're just going to obliterate everybody. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and that's been the case most of their franchise. Right. And they've obviously had success with it. Correct. Being able to outspend everybody. But with all the money in baseball now, other teams can go do that. Yeah, man. Both, I, both, both Chicago teams, both Texas teams, all the West Coast teams, like they can spend big money now like the Yankees can. Do you agree with what Polly said about um, Judge? Oh, Let God, him go. No. And, and, yeah, I don't know oh, about God, that no. one, bro. He's a top five player in baseball. <laughs> no, no, You just no. opened the checkbook. Yeah, that's something uh, you would greatly regret. Trust me. Hey, if, if you want a full rebuild and, like, stock the, the farm system, you let both those guys walk. But right. But, you know, the Yankees' way is to spend as much money as possible, get the best players, overplay, yeah. overpay Figure the players, it out. price the other teams out of the market. Yeah. But look back a little bit. The most success they've ever had, the, the best run since um, the late 20s, early 30s Yankees, the most success they had was with homegrown players. Yeah. The, the late 90s, early 2000 Yankees that were so dominant. Right. That was their farm system building up draft picks and, and, and trade acquisition. Let's be honest. Um, even when you look at the teams who do spend now, the backbone of their teams are a homegrown talent. Sure. A lot of people don't look at that. They'll, they'll point to the big splash, the big free agent. But when you look at teams that have been successful recently, not even just recently, they always have that homegrown talent. We've been talking baseball about 12 minutes now. And oh, it's too much. Too and long. I, and I haven't mentioned the Astros yet. Too long, man. So the Astros are the perfect example of taking homegrown players and international sign and developing your own people and building from within. 
Astros had the least amount of free agents in the playoffs. They had the biggest amount of homegrown players, right. the biggest amount of international signings, and look at the sec- success they've had right. over the past few years. So maybe the Yankees' way isn't the way anymore. We'll see. We'll see. I am happy for your Lakers, though. Basketball's better when the, Yan- uh, the, the Lakers are competitive. Nah, it's, it's still a sample size. <laughs> yeah. I want to I see it. I want to see how long they can sustain this. It's not just AD. A lot of people aren't giving Westbrook that credit either. Westbrook had, what, 15 assists the other night. So as long as he's being that guy and then AD is being the man and then you just get whatever you get from LeBron, which is going to be a steady 25-5-5, they're good. They're good. Yeah, you need to uh, do some trade acquisitions, like maybe get a three-point shooter. That's what's missing. Get a wing defender. Yep. They're a couple of pieces away from being competitive. I don't think they're a couple pieces away from being a championship team. I think they're a couple pieces away from making some noise in the playoffs. I don't know, man. If, if the Lakers are that team that you don't even want to put in the playoffs, if they're going to play like this, you don't want to see the, this team. I mean, you Le- don't want to see it. LeBron James is Tom Brady, right? It doesn't right. matter if you're the eight seed and you barely sneak into the playoffs. No one wants to play you don't LeBron. Play it. You in don't want to play him. Nope. Just like Brady, if the Buccaneers have a losing record and they win the South, and they sneak into the playoffs, they're still scary dangerous yeah, because of. they got the GOAT. Speaking of, he's playing tonight. And welcome back to when the program. When we get Duke back, City, you're listening Luke to Marmot on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Esports Animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as we are at Howie's. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Hey, we'll be going to the YMCA tomorrow morning. Yeah, we will. We can't get too loose at Howie's tonight because we got the morning calling. Hey, I can do it. You can do both? I can do it. Dude, the second, <laughs> I can do it. The second, <laughs> the second I turned 40, it's like it kicked in, like immediately, like bam. Oh, no, I can't do it consistently. I, okay, I got yeah, one. yeah. The I one, got one in me. You one off? Yeah. And then how long you got to spread it out after <laughs> oh, that? Oh, it's I'm two weeks? It, yeah, a no, month? No, no, no. Months. Months? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <it> <laughs> We do lunch at 66 Diner. I mean, lunch and a milkshake to go, obviously. Best milkshakes in town. Mondays, that's for the boys right here at Howie Sports Page, corner of Montgomery and Tramway. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. All right, Robert. Deion Sanders has officially took over the worst college football program in Division One. Is this a good move or a bad move? It's a great move. It's a great move because, you know, I've I've been seeing people, you know, they've been talking negative about him leaving the HBCU and leaving the swag and all this other stuff. Look, nobody wants to just be in a position and not progress. If you're going to do something, whatever it is, you always want to be, you know, elevating yourself but also being at at the best of the position. So I don't care what school it is, he's earned it. And there's a lot of people always, you know, I've seen a lot of complaints about the number of black coaches at D1 schools. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. I don't understand the negativity. Um, and I just like the fact that they actually gave him the keys. They, have you seen some of these news conferences? Sure. Dion's not holding back. No. He, he addressed the kids, hey, 
a lot of y'all not gonna play. I yes, brought my quarterback. Yes. I brought I brought these. I was like, I got man. I got my I got my quarterback. I got yeah, my free safety. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I'm excited. Um hopefully uh Boulder and the entire state of uh, of Colorado is excited as well. So uh radio savant and GM of Howie's Luke Markwith joins us. So when when we were young men running around, call it up preteen, early teen, it was all about the you. Yes. It was all about the Seminoles, right. and the last time they were relevant, the Colorado Buffaloes. Oh, they were. Those great. were like the the big they three cool Cordell teams. Stewart days, oh my yes. gosh! Eric Bieniemy, yeah, Michael Westbrook, and R- some of those uh, teams. The Sean Pro- Salam, remember him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah! I mean, the program has been there before, but it's been creeping up on thirty five, forty years. Yeah. Do you think that he could do the job that he did at Jackson State in Colorado? Well, I think where the program is now, there's nowhere to go but up, and that's exactly sure. That's, exactly, yeah, that's kind of the perfect situation for him. He's really got nothing to lose by by taking over there, and and uh, if he can elevate that, that really shows what he could. And you know, he recruits as well as anybody or better there than you anybody. Go. And a lot of those guys that 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 people that are complaining, he's still going to be giving those same opportunities to to kids to come play at a different level. So it's, right, I think it's going to be a great situation for him. I, I do, too. And, you know, it's, it's going to be hard recruiting. I mean, his skill set is recruiting. His skill set is the, being the player's coach. His skill set is being the cool coach. You know, separate from all of his football acumen, he recruits like nobody's business. These, these HBCUs have never seen the kind of recruiting and five-chip athletes that Deion Sanders right. has got the last couple years. But is he going to be able to do that? In friggin' mountaintop Colorado, is he going to be able to get kids from Florida and the South yeah. and California and be like, hey, I know it's a lot nicer there and the weather's better and all your friends and family are there, but hey, come to the middle of nowhere with a bunch of white skiers and let's play football. Is that going to pose, you think that's going to pose an issue for him? Not at all because we've already seen it. We've, we've already seen these kids in the transfer portal. Um, I, I've been looking at Twitter. You, you've got some top recruits. Hey, they're adding Deion Sanders, asking, if, do they have room for, for them? Yep. Like, Deion is about to change uh, just not even the face of sports in Colorado, but I think he's going he's gonna to change the opportunities not just for children but for also adults, coaches, and programs as well. Another thing that I was thinking about, you know, I always wondered, I was like, man, why don't HBCUs get to play the D1 schools in non-conference games? Right. I think this may be the ushering in of that. You know, if, if Dion has that control, who's to say down the line he, he doesn't say, hey, I want to go back and play my, play my old school Jackson State in non-conference and give those guys a big payday and get some exposure, give back, you know. So it's a lot of things that I'm excited for that I think a lot of people are excited for. And – I think, just like Luke said, the success is coming. They're in a conference that isn't that great. Texas and Oklahoma's leaving. They're exactly three in three years, yes. maybe four. Colorado will yes. be the big dog in the exactly. Big Twelve. I don't think a lot of people thought about that either. if it still exists, right? <laughs> or, you know, whatever yeah. conference it becomes, yeah, or, yeah. Or wherever they go, it, it, it might be the East versus the West <laughs> in here in a minute. It could be. And I definitely think he will help bridge that, getting some of those HBCU colleges to play. And, and yep. he'll be the perfect kind of go-between to, to kind of link all that. And it's not like where he was coaching was an exact 
destination spot. Not at all. You know what I mean? And he sure. got he got guys to commit there, so I don't think uh, Colorado will be an issue for him at all. Yeah, I mean, Colorado has like such an appeal. It's it's a niche appeal. Like everyone will like immediately Southern California, Florida. Like these are the places to be. Hold on. Like Denver's friggin' sweet. Like Colorado right. is beautiful. Right. Like you can get people to go there. I mean, and just you're Deion Sanders. I'm I'm telling you, man, this is just another step. Not another step, but another stop. Sure. This isn't it. He could do five years here, uh, and then he'll be watch. at a top-shelf program. Well, the next time watch. Florida State's in any kind of trouble, and the first time there's yep. any weakness in the coach at Florida State, he's built in to go there. Yep. You know? yeah. I, I think the only reason why he's not there now is because of the signing that they had of that coach not too long ago. Yeah. And, and, yep. and you know that NIL money is going to flow into Colorado now, too. Like, must be the money, Deion Sanders? Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Oh, oh my yeah. God, are you kidding me? Everyone's going to be lining up to start paying these kids that he recruits. I'm excited to see it. Um, it's not going to be long. They're going to be on national TV. hundred like, percent. That is the place to be right now. A lot of kids are going to be transferring there. A lot of eyeballs are going to be on it. So, let's see. We're ready for the ride. I, I have no doubt that he's going to turn around the program. What do you say to the players – in the locker room that you recruited to come there. They wanted to he wanted to build a dynasty at Jackson and you know they've had nothing but success since he got there. Right. I mean, what does he say? Like all the good ones come with me, everybody else good luck. That's or what, like, well, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> hey, I know who I, who I recruited. I know where I'm going. There's a path for you guys to follow me. Let's go. Let's go take over. Well, a lot, a lot of things have changed with the transfer portal, too, because yep. you used to have these coaches yeah. that would promise kids yes. four years, mm-hmm. and then the coach would get a better job and leave, and these kids were committed and, and had to sit yeah. out a year if they wanted to transfer. Yep. Right. And I always thought that was very unfair for the kids. Right. So this, I mean, now that that problem has been eliminated, they, yeah. they're free to go, too, you know, and you know everybody wants to do the best for what they can do for their situation. And, and that's all college football is, to be honest with you. I think the days of, the program do it for the the history of the program is out of the that's done we saw that with usc once oklahoma's coach left you know what he did hey caleb williams coming with me let's get it and and look at him they're just they they barely just missed the the college uh playoffs so hey uh, Dion is he's doing the same thing it's already been done and look, there's there's a lot of big personalities in college football there's some really cool coaches like some really quotable dudes Deion Sanders is the coolest coach in the history of college football, right? Right. Is is there an argument? Is no. there like any kind of debate here? No, is and it, he knows it, he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it because he's using social media. Social media is huge. Every kid is on social media. And then he's not sugarcoating anything. He's not promising them this, that, and the other. He's letting them know, hey, you, you gotta be a man to come deal with me. If you're not, when you leave, you will be. You know, I want you to get your grades. Uh, uh, the program is going to be here for you. I'm going to be here for you. But if you just follow my lead, you're going to be a better person on the other side. And I'm 100% here for it. Yep. I'm so excited. Like, I, I thought the only thing that would keep him out of taking this job was knowing his trajectory and waiting for a bigger job. Right, right, right. But I think this is like the perfect opportunity. He turned around, turned around one HBCU program. He's going to turn around a Division One program and then – whoever in the whole country 
needs a head coach. You know he's going to be the next guy up in a few I'm, years. I'm just saying, Jeff Saturday's got a job. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, more NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports answer. And welcome back, Burke. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal, the boys, as we are every Monday, corner of Montgomery and Tramway out here at Howie Sports Page. Going to light this place up with the Monday maniacs. Going to rage at the page, baby. (laughs) We're joined once again by GM Luke Markwith here. Going to talk some football. We're going to do our weekend breakdowns. Luke, this is a Packers bar. I mean, this is everyone's bar. Come on, let's be serious. This is basically Albuquerque's Cheers. But there is more Packers stuff on the walls. It's historically a Packers bar. The Packers beat the Bears like they always do. The I own you is still going strong. Do you got a R-E-L-A-X vibe about the rest of the season with the Packers? You know, I was I was actually surprised at the turnout yesterday. We, it's been a little slower this year with uh, with the way they've been struggling, but we had a great turnout yesterday. Lots of Packers fans out, and and they still like they were they were keeping the faith. And uh, you know, Rogers did what he does. He beat the Bears. Sure. <laughs> I and think it, I think you spelled the wrong R word when it comes to the Packers season. Uh oh, here we go. R E S E T. I think they should have love out there. See what they have with this guy. No, He's I, been there long enough. We know what Rodgers is. I think we should be able to see who Love is. And, and let's see what they did when they, when they drafted him. The second, I agree with you, but not until the second they are mathematically officially eliminated from the playoffs do you let Jordan Love start and get some, some serious minutes on the gridiron. They could run the table, and they could sneak into the playoffs. The defense has been underwhelming. The wide receivers and offensive line play has been horrible in the first half of the season. But Christian Watson's that dude. The offensive line is healthy again. The defense is helping contain the team they're playing. I mean, they were down 10 rip to the Bears. Yeah, it was looking like a little bit of a different game in the first half. I mean, Uh, Justin Fields is starting to show some success. He threw the ball better yesterday than I've seen him throw the ball. We all know he can run. But, uh, you know, in the second half, it kind of just ended up being what it usually ends up being is the Packers came back and, and got it right, and Rodgers made the plays he needed to make. As a Packers fan, the rest of this season's a win-win. Either we have, like, a historic stretch run and sneak into the playoffs and make some noise, or Rodgers gets benched for the first time of his career for his eventual <laughs> replacement. It's going to be must-see TV no matter what. The Steelers and Falcons pounded heads. It seems like both of these teams are going to miss the playoffs, but neither are mathematically eliminated. 1916 <laughs> in a snooze fest. It seems like both of these teams tried to lose in the second half. I didn't even see one highlight from this game. <laughs> I don't even think they made a highlight in this game. Hold on. There was literally only one. Did you see that stiff arm from Najee Harris? I did. I did see that. Yeah. Oh, that's a man. Yeah, grown man. Grown Woo. man. And right. shout, shout out to Zach Gentry for representing the uh, police and firefighters that were killed in the helicopter crash with his cleats yesterday. Oh, that, that was, was awesome. That yeah. was awesome, representing the hometown. That was dope. Yeah, that was really dope. 
the Vikings did Vikings things against the Jets. They tried their hardest to lose a game, but they edged out the Jets in true Vikings fashion. I don't think the Vikings, they haven't been in a game that's not close all year, have they? No, except for not, when not they on got the right side out. of one. Yeah, they no. got on the right side of a close game. They yeah. got blew out by the was that the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Cowboys blew them out. But everything, all of their wins have been like nail biters. They're the exact opposite of the Jags. I think the Vikings are <laughs> the Vikings are now seven and one in one score games, and yeah. the Vikings are still one and six in one score games. Yeah, I thought well, that's a complete turnaround because last year the Vikings lost six or seven yep, one correct one score games. They lost all those close ones, so. Having an offensive coach has definitely helped that. And also winning all those close games, that's going to pay off in the playoffs too. Because, so. yeah, all these games are going to be close in the playoffs, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. To me, the, the Vikings still got like a little little smidgen of fool's, fool's gold, but they keep winning these games. They keep winning. They keep winning these games. So you can't count them out if they just continue to friggin' win. A dub is a dub, man. I mean, Justin, Justin Jefferson's just amazing. Oh. <sighs> And if, if Thielen can reemerge, because he's kind of disappeared this year. I mean, it's yeah. all Justin Jefferson. There's been yeah. really no Thielen, and I only say that because I had him on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. So. Oh, R.I.P., Luke. But, all right, uh, you called this one, Robert. That? In Detroit, the oh, Lions yeah. put it on. Man, they smoked those boys. Put it on Sunshine and my Jaguars. It just looked like Sunshine like took his turn. He had, his right. big, he had his big moment last week. Looks like the Jaguars are going to turn their season around, and then they get smoked by the Lions in Detroit. See, the Jags, though, here's the thing about them. I don't, they're not going to be that team that makes the midseason change from, oh, we were bad to being good. I think when they're good, they're going to be good the entire season. That's how I look at for the Jags. So as that's, soon that's, as next year. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like this season, they're gonna you're gonna like next week they'll probably win. It's just that's what they are right now. And Detroit's headed in the right direction too. Those guys seem to really love playing for Dan Campbell. Yes. he's an intense coach. He's a players' coach, and the guys seem to be responding. And they got loads of picks. Yeah, yeah. They're, they they're gonna, if they if they hit the draft right, they add a couple free agents. I mean, the Lions' trajectory is pointing north. All right. This is the game I was the most wrong on <laughs> all week. I'm sorry, betting fans out there in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. I told you to take the under on the Titans-Eagles game, and the Eagles put up 35. They almost hit the over by all themselves. by themselves. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a running battle. They're just going to shove the ball down each other's throat. But the Eagles, Eagles prove that they're a next-level team this year. I think this is the statement win from the Eagles. Well, definitely, and they, they struggled running the ball yesterday. I mean, yeah. I think they had less than 100 yards rushing. Right. Yeah. 70, yeah. 79 yards First rushing, time like all that. year. Yeah. But Hurts made the plays. I mean, they're scary. And A.J. Brown was the offseason pickup of the year. Yes. I mean, that was, that was one of the biggest moves all season in the offseason. Well, that's the part of this game that I totally forgot when we were talking about this Friday. I forgot A.J. was going to play his old team. Right. Oh, he couldn't wait. Uh-huh. He could not wait, and you could tell they made an effort for him to be the, the, the MVP of that game. Well, besides Hurts. That's like bringing the, the new wife to the family function that the old wife's going to be <laughs> at. You, know, that's, that you, you want to you show up that yeah. day. A.J. has nine receiving touchdowns this year. The Tennessee Titans have four. Jeez. He is yeah. missed. Yeah. He is big missed. time, big time. 
All right, we'll do the return of Deshaun Watson. When we get back, we'll talk about the tie in the NFC East when we get back and the rest of your NFL weekend schedule. We're going to recap everything and do a few quick hitters from the sports world. You're listening to Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cobalt Banker Legacy Mobile Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys at Howie's Sports Page. Come and see us weekend. tonight. Yeah, come hang come out. Come see us, man. Come see, come Tampa. see us. Come see the GOAT, Tampa yeah. Tom. Yeah, come see us. The weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. One hour in the books, 30 minutes to go. Until we kick it off to Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football on Westwood One. That's pretty good, right? That was that's, good. That's close. Close-ish. I don't know, man. Close-ish. That's, that's kind of the COVID throat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were going for strip club DJ and you yeah. got COVID <laughs> throat and said. Up next on the stage is Cinnamon. Coming up now. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, Duke City. We're here at Howie Sports Page like we are every Monday. We're going to come rage at the page, baby. Join us and all the Monday maniacs as we watch Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints upset Tampa Tom. Is that who you got? That's who I got. Is that who you got? Yep, that's who I got. You got Saints too? Where are they playing? They're in Tampa. No. If this was in New Orleans, I'd go with the Saints. Wait, let me double check. Now that I say that out loud, I'm not sure. Yes, they are in Tampa. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Tom Brady. This is this is crunch time. He wants to he wants to go ahead and try to sew this division up and get into the playoffs on the right foot. Well, this just gets them back up to 500. It doesn't matter what their yeah. record is. They still the, first the, in the, the division. Falcon, the Falcons yeah. lost. So I think we're gonna see another Taysom Hill game <laughs> where he gets six touchdowns. He's wait, gonna, he's gonna wait th- what was the first one he had six touchdowns? In my dreams. <laughs> he, he's going to throw a touchdown, naturally. Okay, let me hear this. He's going to get a receiving touchdown All as right. tight end. Yep. He's going to get a rushing touchdown as a fullback. Okay. He's going to get a punt return touchdown. All right. He's going to get a special teams fumble return for a touchdown. All right. And then just to do one better, he's going to get a kickoff return for touchdown, even though he doesn't return kicks. You, don't, just feel you never know. Someone might get hurt. That's starting to sound a little like Brian Urlacher's senior year at UNM. He, <laughs> he was on the field 90% of the plays. He, he, was, he was linebacker and safety and, and tight end and fullback and kick return. And in, in real life, I think I got Tampa Tom doing what he needs to do. But I'm a Taysom Hill fan. Mm-hmm. Not just because he's a white quarterback, Robert. Um, but um, Brady is too. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Taysom Brady Hill is too. exactly what Tim Tebow could have been. Could have yes. been if he ever checked his ego and, and wanted to play football instead of quarterback. Yeah. Taysom Hill is that player that I would love to see on a on a real good team, where sure. he doesn't have to be the main guy, but he's like the piece that the team is missing. You have a fifteen play package. Yes. for him, where he can do five different things. Yeah. yeah. And when he comes out there, nobody knows, and it just throws the defense into mm-hmm. chaos. Yep. Dodo and our friends at ABQ Axe just rolled by, gave us a little gift bag for the halftime giveaway here at Howie's. Yet another reason why you should get down here tonight. Look, friend of the show, loyal listener, if you've never been to Howie's for Monday Night Football, 
this is where we rage. We rage at the page every Monday. And our friends at ABQX, uh, our literal first sponsor, mm-hmm. New Mexico Pinon is our number one old all-time road dog. ABQX was next to step up and support the boys when we were just a, a fledgling one-day-a-week Saturday show. But come here. We got four one-hour giveaways uh, for ABQX. Some swag. We got a couple hats, a couple shirts. And uh, what else have we got Howie's today, Luke? Oh, we got our Howie's gift certificates, some Howie's T-shirts and hats, uh, gift certificates to Frederico's. There's always all kinds of good stuff to give away, not to mention the hot dogs. Yeah. Everything else. It's just, it's an, it's a full-on experience Monday night at Howie's. I got super happy for the glizzies. You hear that? Yeah, baby. Uh, I, I, even though I can't eat them, but. You're on that Atkins. Yeah, you're, you're man. Like, you're like Atkins adjacent yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, might, I might do the Fred way. Yeah? Get me one or two without a bun. Without the buns, yeah. yeah. Just don't make eye contact while you're eating them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to chop them up, actually. There you go. <laughs> if, if the halftime giveaways aren't enough, if meeting our friends from ABQX and getting more giveaways isn't enough, if meeting the boys isn't enough, seeing what Luke, how handsome he is in real life, if that isn't enough, you can watch Robert Buck D. Gibson double fist and glizzies. <laughs> no bun. Hey, and by the way, these aren't like boiled hot dog no, water, no, gas dude. station glizzies. No. These are the, the quality. Oh, we fire up the grill the out grill. front. And Imported from the boardwalk of New York. <laughs> fired up on the grill. Got that nice char on yes, them. Yes. Even as, even as like a hippie-ass vegetarian like me, like I look at these glizzies and I'm like, those are perfect glizzies. That's perfect. Yeah, that's I'm it. in. I am in. Uh, no one wants to win in the NFC East. The commanders and Giants, who desperately needed to beat each other for tiebreakers, were like, nah, a tie's good. You know what? This is so commanders and Giants. (laughs) Like, for real, if someone would have said, hey, this is going to be a tie, I would have been like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And at the end of that game, nobody wanted to win. Nobody wanted to win. I don't know if you saw the the game. Well, you didn't get to see it, but at at the end, the Giants were trying to get in the field goal position. The play that they ran, the two running backs ran into each other. It's pathetic. They did a play-action fake. Two running backs ran into each other. Daniel Jones was like, oh, I got to do something. Ended up losing yards, and that's the reason why they missed the field goal. Cue the Benny Hill music. Exactly. Exactly. They they both gave the game ball to the punter. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of no offense, this is the eighth time – this year, oh gosh. that if the Broncos would have scored 18 points in regulation, they would have won all eight games. The Broncos, wow! All they have to do, except for two blowouts, all they have to do is score 18 points in regulation. They would be second place in AFC West right now. They can't even muster 18 points and lost to the Ravens 10-9. to Well, yeah, that's another coach that I think is on the chopping block that's just not a good fit. You know, they brought him in thinking it would get Aaron Rodgers exactly. there. Exactly, right. And yeah. it's just not a good fit. It's not working out. And they're tied to they're tied to Russell Wilson with that contract and that money. So, yeah. unfortunately, the coach becomes the victim of that. Yeah, things are falling apart in Denver, and it is literally all Russell Wilson's fault. I thought maybe it was a bad offense. Maybe he some, needs some time to click with his uh, skill players. But he's got a good offensive line, two good wide receivers, an above-average tight end, 
and the best defense in the league, and he can't score low double digits. He can't score wow. 18 points. Wow. He didn't even need 18. He just needed 11. Alita, uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard reports of him calling Seahawks audibles at the line <laughs> and using old verbiage from the, seat, from the Seahawks offense oh. at the line and players coming back to the huddle just looking at him like, what are you talking what about? That? Yeah, they were saying that um, the, the longest field goal was 41 yards. That's the closest they got. They never even got into the red zone. Like, it's so sad. It's, it's pathetic. Is this like the biggest downfall that you've seen of a quarterback that's won the Super Bowl? And it's not due to age or injury or anything like that. Like, say, I'm pretty sure they played better than that in that game when they had no quarterback due to zero. COVID. Right. When they Literally. were starting like a wide receiver, I think they had more yeah. offensive production. Yeah. This is crazy. Hey, uh, by the way, a wide receiver who is still on their roster. Yeah. If, yeah. They, if they need a better backup, play this go. kid. Exactly. It is sad out there for Broncos country. I am I am so sorry for you, Bron- I, I'm not. I Bronco Nation. I love it. I mean, okay. It's not fair to Brock Purdy. I think right now Russell Wilson is more Mr. Irrelevant. Ooh, man. True. But what keeps him relevant is that paycheck. <laughs> they paying a lot for some garbage. They got to lean all the way into it. They paying a lot for some garbage. You got to lean all the way into it. Yeah, man. What do you, what do, you do now? Do you just, like, fire Nathaniel Hackett and hope? that the next coach, it was actually Nathaniel Hackett's problem, not Russell Wilson's? Well, and then also think about it. You know, the Broncos, are they're, they've been one of those teams where a free agent will be like, you know what, I'm going to go to Denver because they got a great organization, everything's laid out. How does this hurt them going forward? Who wants to play with Russell Wilson? Nobody. especially That's, that's the problem. That's going to be the biggest problem, I think. We'll just kind of show you Seattle knew something. They did. Yeah. People in Seattle, and you don't hear a lot of his old teammates talking about how they miss him or, or there's not a lot of true love lost with his old teammates in Seattle or any of that. True. Yeah, he's, it's, it's hard to watch. Almost as hard to watch as his Subway commercial, but close. <laughs> Very close. In the game that I was the most incorrect about, even more incorrect than the Titans-Eagles under, uh-huh. I picked the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I said, don't take the points, take the money line. Mike McDaniel is going to come back in town and snatch the pebble from Kyle Shanahan's hand. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. Oh, you were wrong, Grasshopper. Yeah. They did it without Jimmy Garoppolo, and it was an embarrassment to my prediction. See, this is the problem with Tua. You know, Tua and the Dolphins, they're a great team, but I see them as front runners. When you, put, when you get physical with these guys, mm. this is exactly what you're going to get. Like, okay, it's, it's fine to play that Madden offense and everybody's running and you've got deep posts and all that. But if you don't have time to wait for that to develop, that's when they get in trouble. And I think the 49ers, they were on him. Nick Bosa, oh, man, this guy. It, was like, it seemed like it was like four of him out there. They couldn't, they couldn't block him. Tua had no time. There was no running game. And they were able to take – the last pick in the draft and still win this game convincingly. Dude, the Bosa's are on one this year. Well, not my Bosa. When he's on the field, he is. Yeah, he's all right. He got, he can't, got to be there more than two games. Change it to Nick Bofa. <laughs> yeah, Bofa the Bosa. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks Bosa's on this, the sofa. Yeah, exactly. Se- That's mine. Bosa on the sofa. Seahawks keep doing it. I mean, this no. was a closer game than I thought. There was a Cam Akers sighting. He scored two touchdowns. Did you see that? Uh, unfortunately, I did, yes. <laughs> I, dra- 
in, in an appropriate yeah, yeah that's in, why I said his name <laughs> in an appropriate draft position but I did pick him in two leagues to yeah. get wildly embarrassed yeah he hadn't done anything well in your defense I mean coming into the year there was a lot of talk about him having a breakout season and he was supposed to be the guy he just looks like he's in slow motion yeah he like can't can't pick a hole and when he gets through a hole he's just like jogging he's avoiding contact he's falling over the second a guy gets close to him <laughs> It's hey, like, you're a running back. You can't, like, prolong your career by being horrible. Yeah. That's what Russell Wilson's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the player of this game by far was Geno Smith. 367 yards, three He's touchdowns. Dude. Just piling on the Russell Wilson yes. debacle. Is, yes. is having, it just makes it that much worse that to, for him that Geno Smith's doing so well. Yeah. System quarterback. Let's not forget. Russell Wilson got replaced at Wisconsin. People do forget that. Was it Mike Glennon? Yeah. Yep. Mike Glennon took his job at Wisconsin. Mike Longneck so Glennon. They were <laughs> <laughs> long, long, long and you, neck quarterback. And you see, you see what Geno does. You know, he has Tyler Lockett, 9 for 128 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DK, 8 for 127 mm-hmm, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. You got weapons, get them the ball, and they'll make you look good. Looks like he's finally on the same page with Noah Fant, too. Yeah. Who's, who's, he's supposed to have been that dude for a while now. Yeah. Finally, finally he woke up. So, Seattle, you know, they're, they're hanging in there. Um, your boys, the Packers, if they want to win, they gotta, they gotta, Seattle's got to start losing. Yep. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Seattle and Washington standing away from an epic playoff run by the Packers. We recap the rest of the weekend and preview tonight's game when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Heck of a program today, boys. Shout out to the friends of the show who called and text. We appreciate all the feedback. Thanks for saying all the kind words. Uh, I'm glad that we can make somebody's day better. Yeah. When I hear something like that, somebody on the community says, I was having a bad day, turned you guys on, got a couple good laughs in, turned my day around. There you There's go. There's no better compliment. Well, I mean, if it was from a woman. I mean, but that, that would be better. <laughs> but anyways, loyal listeners, friends of the show, thanks for all the kind words. We really appreciate it. Uh, no I-9 Varsity today. Because we got a collapsed program for Monday Night Football here at Howie's Sports Page. But check out I-9 League Office 280. You got a kid who's bored. You got a kid twiddling their thumbs. You got a kid interested in sports. Check out I-9 League Office 280. Another OG friend of the show. Speaking of OG friend of the show, we got ABQ Axe here in the house tonight at Howie's Sports Page. Got some really cool halftime giveaways. Free hour vouchers for abq acts and some merch come check it out here at howie sports page we always have a blast the giveaways are at halftime what else we got today got gift cards got some merch out what's going on yeah some howie's swag and uh frederico's gift cards and howie's gift certificates and of course all the uh, stuff from albuquerque acts and should be a good time Robert, were you able to vent enough early, or should we do it again? No, there's, there's, I'm never able to vent <laughs> enough when it comes to my team. <laughs> Your Las Vegas Raiders, Albuquerque, took a step forward and put the Chargers a step backwards. What was the key to the game there, Robert? It's called our coach. 
Look, the score was 20 to 27. When you have Justin Herbert and you only can score one offensive touchdown, that's a problem. It's sad. Especially when the Raiders have given up the many points that they've given up this whole season. So, yeah, once again, coaching kills the Chargers. But the Raiders looked great because Devontae Adams, your boy, from your team, the Packers, went smooth off yesterday. Yes, he did. I was talking to a Raider fan last week, and they weren't that mad at their season because although they're playing below their level and they're playing honestly kind of pathetic, they got Devontae Adams, though. Yeah, see, this goes back to our caller, Polly, <laughs> with the fans being happy with mediocrity. Yep. Uh, this, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be upset because I would be looking at these last few weeks and be like, why couldn't we do this all season? No, we're 5-7. and seven. And looking at our team play the way that they're playing now, and it could have been like that from week one. Chargers owner got Sean Payton on speed dial. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. He better. It's, Him, the GM, Staley matter even better call him. Hey, man, I, <laughs> this ain't it, bro. Like, come on and take this over. If this guy is the coach of the Chargers after this season, I will be upset. I don't even care if we somehow do make the playoffs. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's going to be hard for them to sneak in with how well the AFC is playing. If they were the NFC, they might be the one seed right now. (laughs) (laughs) The Bengals, for the third time in a row, beat the dominant Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The Bengals own the Chiefs. How are they pulling this off over and over and over again, Luke? No, you know, I find it hilarious is that that, uh, Burrow has not lost to Mahomes but has not beaten the Browns. Right. <laughs> he has over against the Browns, but he just keeps dominating Mahomes. I'm, um, I'm sure he'll take that trade off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't because he's not going to be facing Cleveland in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A third time in a row, the Bengals and Joe Burrow have beat the Chiefs. This is the exact same time last year that the Bengals got hot and started playing good football, and that was with no Joe Mixon. Right. Right. Well, P. Ryan is playing really well. Oh, you could plug him in. He's just you don't have a drop off. I mean, they've got three really good wide receivers. Jamar Chase coming back obviously oh, helps, but man. Higgins has been huge, and, yep. and Boyd has some good catches, and he had a big drop too. Oh my God, <laughs> did you see that? You know, but they didn't show that one over and over like the Christian I, Watson. I was right, right. They should have though. Yeah. Right. Oh, they should, that was. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, man. He was wide open. Hit him in the face mask. Oh. Oh, just, just wa- ro- strolling into the end zone. Nobody was within five yards of him. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why the Bengals beat the Chiefs uh, the way that they do, because they do two things. They have an explosive receiver, and they also have a defense that gives Mahomes a lot of trouble. They, if, you, if you watch when they play, they're one of the few teams that doesn't let Mahomes get those big 15 to 20 25-yard scrambles when it's like third and ten. Like, for whatever reason, they know how to keep him in front of them. Oh, he had a couple of 15, 20-yard scrambles yesterday. They were just yep. in circles. Or yeah. behind, behind. <laughs> they weren't going yard. forward. Yep. He was running around in circles in the backfield and, yep. and ended up throwing the ball away most of the time. Yeah, I think, I think this team took a look at what um, Tampa Bay did to them in the Super Bowl, and they're like, all right, this is how we're going to do it every exactly. single time. Do you think that they held a little bit back? in their play calling, in their game plan, because they're probably going to see each other in the playoffs? Who, the Chiefs? Both of them. Both? Yeah. You know, these I don't, are, I don't these feel are... like the Bengals do. I feel like the Bengals no. are young enough, and just, and they're not 
they flustered. In the, they, they, they I don't, don't know if they understand the gravity of it, so they're just going out there and slinging it. Hmm. And I don't feel like they're holding anything back because they, they feel like they can do it because they've done it repeatedly. I love what the Bengals do as a coaching staff. They know their strengths and they play to them. They're not afraid to throw the ball down the field. They're not afraid to do any of that. I love it. Last night's primetime game, it was a really good game for three quarters. Then the Cowboys up and score 33 points in the fourth to end up absolutely embarrassing the Indianapolis Colts. I was watching. I told you I was watching some of this game, and I think I dozed off and the Colts were down maybe six or seven. I wake up in the middle of the night, and, and I'm watching highlights. And I was like, what happened? How long I, was I out? Yeah, I, well, I thought your boy Cooper Rush came in. And just threw like eight touchdowns in a row or something. Super likely. But the Cowboys, they're clicking. Um, I do believe, don't they? They play Philadelphia again this season, right? Correct. And they yes, play they in Dallas, right? Yeah. That's yeah. going to be the game right there. I think, um, I, I don't see either one of these teams losing until they play each other, but that's going to be the measuring stick of who's going to be who in the NFC at the end of the year. I think with that embarrassing game with Washington and the Giants, the Cowboys have established themselves as the class of the East. The you think so? I I still got I still got the Eagles. The Eagles are better. I still got the Eagles just because the way I mean, they the Eagles played. Beat a really man. good team yeah. yesterday, and they yeah. beat them soundly. I like, mean, it was. I was about to say you don't see Tennessee getting blown out no. like that. So that's going to be the game when they when those two get together. It's going to be a great game. I think. Dallas has shown to be the number two best team out of the entire NFC so far. And they're both in the East. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Up against it, boys. Uh, We already did our Monday night preview. I got Taysom Hill scoring nine, possibly ten touchdowns, (laughs) demolishing Tampa Tom. Thanks for all the friends of the show, loyal listeners. We appreciate the feedback and the love you've shown us today. Uh, I, I missed you over the weekend, too. Yeah. I mean, do you want to start doing Saturday and Sunday shows, too? Hey, we might as well. <laughs> Luke Mark with GM of Howie's. Any final words before we hit it? Uh, we got our big red chili cook-off this weekend. Uh, it's the ninth annual, but it started 11 years ago, so it's a bunch of our regulars making some of their best New Mexico Ooh. red chili recipes and all the stuff that goes along with it. It's our biggest party of the year, so that starts at 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Stoked for that. Um, Everyone here will be well-fed. Hey, I know you're here with us every afternoon, Albuquerque. Make sure you're checking out the opening drive every Monday morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie.